Yes, folks, how's it going? Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. As I'm recording this episode, it's Monday the 2nd of October. Just looking out the window right now, it's cold, it's dark, it's wet, it's windy, and uh, yeah, it definitely feels like we are in winter. And just before we go into episode 9 today of the Modern Day Leader, I just wanted to share something that's like really helped me over the last couple of years during winter months, and that is just simply investing into what's called a SAD lamp. It's basically for people that suffer with seasonal affective depression disorder. I think that's the name of it. Now, unfortunately, I don't suffer with seasonal depression, but I definitely noticed during the winter when I'm spending a lot of time on my computer, recording podcasts, doing plans for clients, I definitely find it harder to get going. And especially with there being like a lack of sunlight, it definitely has an impact on my mood. So for the last couple of years, I've been using um, a sad lamp by a company called Lumi, L-U-M-I-E. And if you go onto Amazon and just type in sad lamps, loads of different stuff will come up. But simply all you've got to do is put this light next to your computer and you just have it on for anything from like 20 minutes to an hour. Sometimes I might put it on for a couple of hours. And what it does is it just helps like stimulate your brain it makes you feel like you're almost out in the sunshine so something that I've been using for the last couple of years and it's been a game changer for productivity during the winter months so moving forwards episode 9 modern day leader in today's podcast we're going to talk about 10 things that stop most guys from achieving the body of their dreams plus I'm going to give you a solution for each one so first of all right there's 10 things that I see, you know, I've been coaching for like the last 15 years and these are the 10 most common reasons why guys never achieve their dream result or only achieve it for a period of time and then lose it. The first thing is work. Like most guys that are listening to this, you're probably going to be working 40, 50, maybe even 60 plus hours a week. Now what that does to your time, it takes up a lot of your time. Let's look at the week. We've got 168 hours in the week. Pretty much probably half of that time or a third of that time will be spent sleeping and then probably at least a third of that time is going to be spent working there or thereabouts. So work takes up a huge amount of our time and when you're working it depends on your job, whether you're doing labouring, whether you're doing kind of like more thinking work like analytics, stuff like in a corporate job where it's, it's a much more kind of like mental fatigue. Either way, that's going to take up a lot of your bandwidth. And what happens is, because we're working so much and it takes up so much of our time, we almost feel like we don't really have much time for other things. So how do you find a solution when pretty much most of us, unless you're fortunate enough to be a multi-billionaire or you've won the lottery or you're in a financially free position where you don't have to work, most people listening to this podcast, we do have to work, right? So what's the solution? Well, first of all, having a plan in place, like knowing what days can you go to the gym? Is there a day, for example, where you've got a half day at work or you've got a little bit of time before work or after work or during your lunch break? We've got to sit down and actively look at our working week, like how many hours we're working, where are the pockets of time and how we're going to best use that time now most guys that I coach like train three to four times a week there's a couple that train twice a week but ideally all we need to do is find maybe three to four pockets of 30 to 45 minutes to fit in a workout whether you're training in a hotel gym training in your hotel room whether you're training to the gym on your way there maybe you've got like a little bit of a home setup I have a lot of guys that just have adjustable dumbbells that go up to about 24 kilos and they have a bench and they get in world-class shape just with the basics. So either way, we've got to have access to some decent equipment and then we've got to plan in 
to our weekly schedules when we're going to train. You know, we can't just expect to find this time. We've got to create this time. And sometimes another thing that I find helps is looking at our weekly schedules and thinking, right, what can we take away? What isn't serving us? I'm all for watching Netflix, I'm all for getting downtime and having fun, but sometimes maybe we're spending a little bit too much time watching Netflix or TV. And for me personally, one hour of TV a day is plenty. I, I look forward to sitting down at about half eight in the evening, watching a good Netflix series, and that's me done. If, if I'm sat for, for three to four hours watching Netflix and scrolling on my phone, it actually makes me feel a bit flat and depressed. I feel like I'm wasting my life. So what can we actually look at that we could maybe take away, like how do we find those pockets of time? What things aren't serving us? The second thing is social, right? You're gonna be probably socializing at work if you're going into an office or you're gonna be speaking to people if you're on Zoom calls. We've got holidays that come up throughout the year, whether it's Christmas holidays, whether it's you know going away with our families during the summer. There's always gonna be social events kicking off, whether we've got friends that like to go down to the pub and watch football, social, interaction is a huge part of human nature and it's going to be with us like it's important for us to connect with other people socializing isn't a bad thing but the downsides to social events is it can mean that we end up doing things like eating more drinking more and sometimes it stops us from actually achieving things which are important to us so how do we actually address social situations like all my clients are busy guys who are socializing a lot going out they have family lives they like to go out for the weekends they like to spend time with the wife and the kids the friends the family etc so pretty much every single person that i train a social life is part of their routine now a couple of ways that we get around this is like i mentioned before having a plan in place so what days are we going to train how are we going to make the most out of those workouts based on what the client is trying to achieve and what access to equipment that they have, but also stuff like cycling calories. So social events typically involve more food and in some cases, obviously more alcohol. So knowing that we're going to be spending more calories, like sorry, we're going to be consuming more calories on those days and we're going to be, yeah, basically having more calories. How do we cycle our calories? So one common thing that I will see with a lot of guys that I coach is Monday through to Friday, they're pretty much, the focus is just work, right? It's just kind of productive tasks, but at the weekends, they're off out and about, going out for Sunday lunches with the family, um, you know, maybe meeting their friends for a few drinks on a Friday night. So typically, like from Friday evening onwards, Saturday and Sunday, more calories, more social events are going to happen. So what we can do is have less calories, say Monday through to Friday, and then we can save some calories so that we've got more calories on Saturday and Sunday. I mentioned this, uh, I think, on one of my last podcasts or a couple of episodes ago. But if you figure out your calories for the week, what you need to, to drop body fat, if that's the case, and then divide that over seven days, that's the, the, the daily average that you're trying to hit. But that doesn't mean that for five days a week, you can undereat, and then a couple of days a week, you can slightly overeat, and that average is going to balance itself out. Let's say, for example, Monday through to Friday, I have 2,000 calories each day, but I'm allowed to have 2,500, and I can still drop weight. That means that those five days that I only eat 2,000, I've got an extra 500 calories that I'm banking over that five-day period, which means that I basically got an extra 2,500 calories that I can add on top of my usual calories for the weekend. So calorie cycling is really, really important. And knowing, right, you've got a few events coming up. How do we put more calories at those events? And therefore, you're going to have less dent in your progress. Again, like coming up with a system, a training system, a food system is really, really important for when you're socializing because you either 
live like a monk you cut away from all your friends and your family and you just go into kind of like isolation mode which some people do because they just really want to focus and maybe there's toxic people maybe they're trying to break away from stuff but for a lot of us we're not going to cut off contact with our kids we're not going to turn down a sunday lunch at our parents house for example so we've got to find a way of actually managing these social activities because they're going to be with us throughout the entire year so having a plan cycling your calories and just getting a system in place for your life your routine is going to help enormously now the third thing is stress now stress is something that is highly prevalent in all of our lives i'm sure if we all stop and actually just think about what we've got going on at the minute whether that's stuff at work whether that's stuff at home whether we've got bills coming out like there's a high likelihood that we've all got some kind of stress in our life and i think a lot of us we don't we kind of wish that we had a life that was stress-free but the reality is that there's always going to be some stress and ultimately stress isn't a bad thing it's our relationship with stress and how we respond to stress so if we've got stuff that's worrying us at work, but then we're coming home and we're drinking alcohol to suppress our emotions and to kind of take away the dramas of what's going on in work life, then that isn't necessarily handling stress in a positive way. So we've got to recognise that stress is part of life. It's just part of evolution. Like we, we can't have just a one-sided life where everything is rosy. Anything that has a pro to it usually has a con to it and anything that has a con to it usually has a pro to it. We just have to be aware of what's going on. But in terms of like some of the stresses, one of the biggest ones that I, I probably see is, is people being overworked, like just taking on too much, you know, working 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week, doing emails at home, you know, trying to fix things, just trying to take on too much and ultimately not having any personal boundaries. Like from the moment people wake up to the moment they go to bed, they're problem solving. There's no periods of rest. There's It's just go, 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 go. And this is something that, you know, I'll be honest with you, this is something that I've only recently started getting the hang of because I would literally just be reactive throughout my whole day. I'd wake up and it'd be like, right, respond to emails, respond to messages. Um, something would happen. Then all of a sudden I'd be looking at a phone bill that had come through. I'd be calling my mortgage advisors. Then I'd be picking up my kids and every day was just like oh my gosh I just literally felt like somebody put me in a tumble dryer and then I'd just be spat out some random place at the end of the day and it just left me feeling more stressed more fatigued so how do we deal with stress so obviously it depends on the stress but some things that I'm really big on with with clients that I coach is like putting personal boundaries in place so having times planned into your diary where you can just have fun that could be a date night with your wife that could be going to the cinema that could be switching off at a certain time of day. Like for me, I pretty much switch off anytime between seven and eight o'clock till about seven or eight o'clock in, in the morning. There's, there's usually a 12 hour period where I do not check my emails. I do not check my social media on my phone. And there's 12 hours a day where I use it for resting, focusing on activities that I want to focus on, whether that's reading, whether that's writing, being creative, watching a film, connecting with my kids. I make sure that my day has a start point, but it also has an end point. I will not be in bed answering emails at 10 o'clock at night. I know that I need to rest and recharge. So actually having boundaries in place and saying, right, this is when you're going to do work. This is when you're going to train. This is when you're going to be present for your family. And actually saying, right, this is, this is how it looks like. So just to kind of give you a bit of context on that, for me, Monday through to Friday, work comes first basically obviously if there's emergencies my family is always going to come first but pretty much Monday through to Friday work and clients come first that's what I base my working week around but then at the weekends my kid come first taking them swimming 
playing football, connecting, being away from my phone. I very rarely check messages. I might check my messages maybe once at the weekend, just, just in case anything comes in for the next week, but I will not be working because I owe it to my kids and I owe it to myself to come away from work to sharpen the saw because if I'm working seven days a week, I'm not going to be coming into the next week fresh. If I'm not coming into the next week fresh, I'm not going to be providing the best service for my clients. I'm not going to be training as hard as I possibly can. And therefore, I'm going to go into the weekend feeling tired, burnt out and grumpy and therefore not being the best dad I can be. So for me, Monday through to Friday, I have work, but I do have periods of rest penciled in throughout the week periods of downtime, periods where I'll have like an afternoon nap. So I'm, I'm constantly recharging the batteries. But at the weekends, it's fun, it's rest, it's relaxation, it's connecting with my kids. So there's some of the things that I do to help. Also prioritizing sleep. Again, um, I did a podcast on this, I think it's episode two about how to improve sleep. So if you want to learn about that, that's going to have a profound impact on your energy, your productivity, how you show up for yourself, how you show up for your workouts and how you show up for your family as well. I also have a journal. So every single morning, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. That could be, that's, it's always different things, but it could be food, water, roof over my head, amazing wife, amazing kids, the fact that I'm able to walk every single day, I've got a gym membership, I've got a computer, I've got amazing clients, whatever it may be, I try and think of three new things every single day that I'm grateful for. Then also at the end of the day, if I've got anything on my mind, which is pretty much most days, there's something that I'm like, right, I've got to get this done, or I've got to respond to this, or there's, there's something that you know is important to me, something that's maybe worrying me or stressful, or it, it, it might even be positive. But I just write down in the journal at the end of the day anything that's on my mind and I just find that just by doing that it helps me process stuff. So there's just a couple of ways to manage stress that I've found that have really helped me and my clients. The fourth thing is low energy. So when we're waking up absolutely bollocks, pardon the French, we're tired, we reach for caffeine, we, you know, we hit the coffee, we hit the teas, and we're basically just trying to get ourselves up for the day. What happens is when we're in low energy, we're more emotionally volatile, so we can be up and down like a yo-yo, we can feel tired, we can feel lethargic. The last thing that we want to do is show up for work for our clients. The last thing we want to do is go into the gym when we're waking up tired, and especially at the end of the day, that, that fatigue just accumulates, so you're not going to be likely to train at the end of the day when your energy is low. So what are some of the things that we can do to gain back that energy? Well, I've already mentioned some of the things, talking about you know having a plan in place, how we can like mitigate and offset stress, you know, improving our sleep, putting personal boundaries in place. But obviously, you know, some of the common ones that when it comes to improving your energy is like the food that you put into your body. If you put crap into your body, you're going to get crap out. If you're eating lots of processed carbohydrates, lots of sugar, that's going to affect your energy and that's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect how you operate. So what we put into our bodies food-wise, what we put into our brains, it's all going to have a massive, massive impact on energy. And also, like I mentioned before, like how do we actually take away things? What can we do to actually alleviate stress? This is something that I've been through myself recently where I've looked at my weekly schedule and it was just too much. So I've got people now that are helping me with my social media, scheduling posts, helping with the direction of my content. I've got people that edit my videos on social media. I've got a really good accountant. I've started to get a team in place now, which is therefore taking stress away from me, which is therefore allowing me to have more energy, to have you know more periods of downtime and not to try and basically do everything. So improving your quality of food, the easiest way to do that is to eat good quality natural food, fruit, veg, um, lean meats, you know, just meat, protein in general can be really, really good. Uh, and just like natural, good quality food. Also factoring rest, which I've mentioned. One of the biggest things that I see is guys from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed, go, 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 go. 
but your phone, right? You, you don't just leave your phone on all day without giving it a little bit of a charge because it's going to run out by the end of the day. Even if you can just find pockets of time for five minutes where you just sit and listen to some music or you go outside and you take a couple of deep breaths, you've got to be planning in three to five breaks a day. And that could just be like a couple of minutes. That could be going to the bathroom at work and just sitting on the toilet and just doing 10 deep breaths, just giving yourself that opportunity to stop, take a breath and just to focus on where you are in that present moment. So there's a couple of things in terms of like actually being able to improve your energy having more rest, eating better quality food and actually removing stuff that maybe isn't serving you or getting things in place that's going to give you more time back to recover basically. The fifth thing is comparison syndrome. We're on a planet where there's I think there's about seven or eight billion people and it's so easy to go onto Instagram and just look at everybody's highlight reels. Everybody seems to be smiling, happy. Um, we see these guys with like amazing physiques. We see people going on fancy holidays. And then all of a sudden we look at our life and we're like, shit, like my life doesn't quite feel like that. Like I kind of feel like I'm not as good. I'm not where I need to be. You know, I think especially for guys, I see this so often, you know, guys that hit the 30s and they're like, oh, I've not got a house that I want. I've not got a house. I've not got a wife. I've not got kids. I'm not quite where I want to be with my career. And we can kind of look at ourselves and just feel like a total fucking failure, pardon the French. It's something that, you know, I experience every now and again, and I've experienced a lot over the years. We're looking outside at other people and thinking, are we up to scratch with, in inverted commas, what other males are doing out in the world? But as the saying goes, comparison is the thief of all joys. And to remove comparison, when people say, like, don't compare yourself to anybody but yourself... I think it's great, all well and good, but naturally we do compare ourselves to others. So first of all, we've got to recognise that it's normal to compare ourselves to other chimps, so to speak, other people. Like it's it's been hardwired into us from from the days of you know since the the time began basically. So it's normal to have comparison syndrome, but it's our relationship with it. And a couple of things that always help me, and I always mention to clients is your journey is unique. However long you've been on this planet, you've got a unique set of circumstances, you've come from a different background, you've been brought up in a certain culture, there's been beliefs that have been passed down to you from your parents, you've had a different experience at school, you've been exposed to different films, stuff that you've seen on the TV, books, whatever it may be, you are in a completely unique position. And we've got to own it and we've got to focus on not where we need to be to be accepted, but what's important to us. Where do you want to go? And again, something that's helped me massively is just focusing on what do, what makes me happy. What's the direction that I want to go in and just blocking out the noise. So I obviously use social media for my business, but I, I use it to respond to messages, to put out content, to, to share what's going on, to try and help people. But I don't look at what's going on. I re, Other than clients and people that may be close in my life, I don't know what the latest fitness influencer is doing. I don't know what the, the local, you know, other coaches are doing. I'm oblivious to it because I've just learned that by just focusing solely on me and blocking out that noise, I can just focus on what feels right for me. So there's a couple of things on self-comparison. Focus on your own journey. It's unique and focus on what you want, not who you need to be to be accepted. Focus on what you want and what makes you happy. The sixth thing is winging it. Like, I've been there myself. In fact, for, for the first five years of my fitness journey, I was just relying on men's health. I would copy, I'd see a big guy in the gym doing an exercise, and I thought, right, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. I really had no plan of action. One week I was doing like a bodybuilding split, then the next week I was doing full body sessions, and I was just completely winging it. And again, so many guys 
coming from a good place, but there's no plan of action. They don't know what they need to do. They might think they know what they need to do, but there's no hard concrete plan printed out in front of them. And the thing is, if you wing it, where do you think you're going to be? Most guys are winging it, and this is why most guys don't have the body of their dreams. And especially when it comes to like standing out, what I'm about is being a leader, right? I'm not about settling for average. This is for the, the, the guys that I work with, they want amazing results. They don't just want to fit in with the status quo. They want jaw-dropping results, and they want to become leaders, and they want to live the best quality of life possible. Now, in order to do that, you know, we've got to look at something like climbing Mount Everest. Imagine you said, right, I want to climb Mount Everest, and you're just going to just practice a bit of walking, and then you're going to rock up to the mountain, and then just miraculously be able to climb it to the top. You're probably laughing, thinking that was absolute insanity. But the reality is most guys are doing that when it comes to the bodies. They're just rocking up to the gym, doing a few exercises, following a bit of a basic fitness app. And then in six months down the line, they're wondering why they've not made any progress. It's because they're winging it. And we've all been there. But in order to, to, to stop that and to prevent leaks from happening, to prevent you from not getting the results that you want, we've got to get a plan in place. We've got to get a roadmap. You've got to know what you need to do in the gym what you need to do out the gym, what are going to be the key components that you focus on. Obviously, in this podcast, I'm sharing a bunch of tips, but my job as a coach is to share these tips in a specific way relation in relation to the individual's lifestyle, and everybody's lifestyle is very, very different. But we've got to get a plan in place, training, nutrition. We've got to know what we need to do at each stage and also to break your journey up in phases. You know, most people, you're looking at 12 months depending on where you started from. And within that 12 months, you've probably got four different blocks, three months for each block of different things that need to be worked on you don't just climb Mount Everest in a day you've got to go to certain places you've got to break it down into certain phases and then progress and it takes a lot of practice a lot of expertise and you cannot wing it otherwise you're going to lose your life I know that sounds a bit extreme but in, in, in from like a body transformation perspective and in terms of like actually achieving the physique that you want and you know deep down that you're truly capable of you cannot afford to wing it. Winging it is wasting time and it's also denting your confidence because the longer you do this for and don't get the results, the more you believe that it's not possible. So we need to get a plan in place by somebody who has got the results that you want. You need to be able to look at whether it's a coach and think, does that person have the physique that I want? Do they demonstrate the qualities that I want? If the answer is yes, figure out what is the system that they're using? How do they get great results and follow it? The seventh thing is inconsistency. Now, we live in a fast kind of instant gratification world. You know, we can go on Facebook, we can get like a hit of dopamine because we've got a notification. We can go down to the shop, we can buy a bottle of wine, we can go to McDonald's, we can order Deliveroo. We've got this like ready accessible ability to just get this shot of feel good endorphins just from like quick fixes but when it comes to like transforming your body when it comes to like building a business making progress in your career it takes longer so we have to develop this ability to delay instant gratification for something that's going to be far more gratifying in the long run and one of the biggest things again that I see with guys is they're just so inconsistent one week they train four times the next week they train twice then the third week they're changing the training program then they're doing keto dieting then they're doing calorie cycling and there's just again there's no plan it's inconsistent and then you'll get to three months and think I just don't get why I'm not getting results because you've simply not been following the right plan and you've not been following it for long enough and I think when it comes to changing your physique 
first 30 days you can get results but we've got to play the long game we've got to be playing this this is a marathon not a sprint and we've got to focus on what do the thing what is our goal first of all what do we need to do to achieve that goal what do we need to do over a monthly basis what do we need to do over a weekly basis and what do we need to do on a daily basis and again this is what I pride myself on as a coach how I break this down into really simple boxes that you tick most clients that I coach you only need to tick two to three boxes a day do that over a period of time and you're going to get the results that you want. The eighth thing is too much info. You go on Instagram, one person saying do this, another person saying do that. There's so much contradictory advice, it can be very, very difficult to know who to trust and also to trust yourself to actually establish what information is going to be right for you and discard the information that's not. But how do you know that unless you're an expert in it? And, and the thing is, right, if you've got an issue with your car, you go to a car mechanic. If you've got an issue with your teeth, you go to a dentist. If you've got an issue with your health, you go to a doctor. But most people in the fitness space think that they can download an app or go on YouTube and get the answer. But there's, there's no difference between, you know, a highly skilled coach and a lawyer or a doctor or a dentist. Like, there are levels to this. If you just want to drop a few pounds, then yeah, of course, you can probably just do that with basic knowledge. But if you want to like have incredible results, you're not just going to stumble your way to that success. And there's so much information that if you are relying on trusting what's out there, again, you're kind of leaving your fate into the hands of God. So too much information is, is detrimental because we end up doubting ourselves, we end up chopping and changing, and therefore it affects our results. So how do we actually get to a place where we can cut out that noise again hiring somebody that just literally says right this is what you need to do this is when you need to do it this is how you need to do it and this is a way that's going to actually work for yourself and actually to cut out all the unnecessary exercises all the unnecessary nutritional advice and just say right based on your life follow this this is going to be the best way for you to do it then all of a sudden it takes away the distractions you know that following a process is going to get you a guaranteed result boom all of a sudden you've got that energy, you've got that enthusiasm because you know that what you're doing is right. You're no longer second guessing yourself because second guessing yourself takes up so much energy and it leads to so much doubt. You know, you follow a program for four weeks, but then you're not sure how much weight should you have lost. Are you noticing any changes? Like it can be a lonely place and that leads to self-doubt and then all of a sudden you change the program. Whereas if you just kept going, you probably would have got the results in the first place. Couple more points, guys. So the ninth thing is environment. So just look at your environment. Look at your environment at home. Look at your environment at work. Is it clean? Is it tidy? Is it an environment that inspires creativity and positivity? Or is it the opposite? Is it dark? Is it negative? Is it full of distractions? You know, have you got the kids coming in uh, every 10 minutes? Like, do you find it hard to kind of like separate work life, family life? Our environment plays such a key role, not just the, the space with which we work and the space with which we train, but it has a, a knock-on impact on everything, you know, from the people that we hang around with. And one of the quickest ways to change your life is to change your environment. So I have a lot of guys that are based at home. They work at home, but going to the gym provides them a relief from their work because they're effectively leaving their home to escape from their home office, which can be really good. Vice versa, a lot of guys that travel a lot. So training and the home gyms can be a nice kind of way to train but looking at our environment looking at is our workspace tidy are we organized are we planning stuff in are the people that we're socializing with outside of our working hours or inside our working hours are they bigging us up and being positive or are they moaning about the economy are they moaning about the weather are they moaning about 
how everything's wrong and how hard life is. Your environment is key. And I've said this before on a podcast, you are the average of the five people you spend your most time with. So look at the people you're spending time with and look at your environment and ask yourself the question, is it serving you? Yes or no? Most people, there's going to be room for opportunity. So even if it's a good environment, there's still going to be ways to make it better. But most people are working in an environment which is actually bringing them down. And yeah, that's going to have a knock-on impact on everything from your mood, your energy, your sleep, your mindset, your motivation, and it's going to potentially stop you from getting the dream physique that you want. The 10th thing is focusing on short-term pleasures whether that's taking drugs at the weekend, whether that's having food, you know, having your chocolate, having your crisp, having your takeouts, whether that's watching porn, whether that's drinking alcohol, you will see, okay, so many guys, I honestly believe, especially in the Western world, so many guys are living life of quiet desperation, like not happy, not fulfilled, not quite sure about their mission and not sure about their purpose. And therefore, every spare moment to escape reality it's like, right, what can we, What? how can we escape this? Let's, let's have some food. Let's go out on the weekends. Let's take loads of cocaine and drugs and just blow ourselves out the park. And then, you know, let's watch porn in our spare time. And again, I'm not saying any of those, those things are bad. I mean, obviously taking drugs isn't a good thing, but I'm not saying like, you know, having some food or having a nice drink or, you know, porn is a bad thing, but it's our relationship with it. And if we're using these things to escape on a repeated basis, they are effectively just patching up a, a hole temporarily, but that they're not actually filling the hole properly. So again, like one thing I'll see is with a lot of guys, they will use these things because they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, and they're using every opportunity outside of their reality to try and escape the reality, as opposed to actually looking and thinking, right, am I happy with how things are going? How is my work life? Am I happy? Am I fulfilled with my work? How is my health? Am I happy with my physique and how I'm looking and how I'm feeling? Family life, what's been going on? Have I got a good relationship with my wife? Have I got a good relationship with my kids? We're going to sometimes take a step back and actually look. And if you're not happy about something, that's cool. You know, there are parts of my life that I'm unhappy with. There's parts of my life that you know, I could do with improving and I'm okay with it. Sometimes we've just got to have that honest and frank conversation and also recognize that you don't have to know all the answers. Sometimes when you ask somebody like, well, what's your mission? It's like very, very difficult answer to give. But what we can start doing is recognizing that even if we don't know what we do want, let's focus on what we don't want and start to make those changes because you start to change your thoughts, you then start to change your actions, you therefore start to change your life. And often, sometimes it's just making one decision, right? I'm going to start prioritizing my health and it has a profound impact on everything else. The, one of the reasons I love what I do is because by focusing on your health, your fitness, transforming your body, that positively rubs off on every single area of your life. So if you start to train, you start to eat better, you start to feel better, you'd be ha happier and healthier with your kids, you potentially do better at work so you're more productive so therefore you get more pay rise and therefore you're able to create more freedom, financial freedom for yourself and your family. It all starts because of you focusing on yourself and I started this journey because I was insecure about my body but I realised that I could build my body up, I could build a physique that I was confident with and it wasn't necessarily the physique that made me happy, although it did help with confidence and a little bit of happiness, but it was the self-belief that I, if I could build a body, I could build a business, I could build a successful marriage, I could build a successful family life, I could become successful financially and the transforming your body, what you put into your body, how you use your body, 
is one thing in life that you can absolutely guarantee. So I honestly believe that you start to focus. If, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed listening to this episode, or if you're feeling a bit like, oh, I'm not quite sure where to start, there feels like there's quite a few things that are out of sync, start by focusing on your health because I promise you what that will do for your mood, your thoughts, and everything else in your life will be absolutely profound. And I see it as like the biggest like first step for most people. They get the health, they get the body in a good place, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I've kind of like this is good. Like I'm gonna start addressing my my my, my business, my career. It it leads to such an amazing impact on all areas of your life. So hope that's good guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know your biggest takeaway. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you could t- kindly take 30 seconds just to review the podcast. Um, you should be able to just see it below. You can rate it, give it the stars that you wish, and maybe just write a comment. I would love that and just be honest as well. And as always, if you've got any questions, feel free to drop me a message at nick at lepfitness.co.uk or reach out to me on Instagram. Just type in Nick Screeton um, or LEP Fitness and uh, my inbox is always open. So hope that was a good one, guys, and I look forward to catching you on the next episode.